Okay. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to the Crybaby Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Megan, and today I am going to attempt to share my journey with motherhood with you, or at least I'm going to start sharing my journey of motherhood with you because my kids right now are, oh my God, preteens. I can't believe that that is a true statement that I just said. But so I have a little over a decade of mothering experience and, you know, moments to share. And not all of them were pretty and not all of them were ideal. So I want to start talking about them. So I'm going to do that today. Before we get started, I wanted to do my Patreon shout outs. If you sign up, you get a shout out. And seeing as there are 41 of you now, whoa, I kind of fell behind on my shout outs. So I'm just going to give everyone their shout out here. And I think that it's a lot cooler this way anyway. So here we go. Starting with Emily, Natalie, Susanna, Rue, Kylie, Cody, Katie, Juanita, Mariah, Adriana, or Adriana, not sure which way is the right way, Caitlin, Adrian, Kelly, another Emily, Carly, Ray, Linda, Natasha, Allie, Kaylee, that's my sister, Lauren, Blair, Hannah, Alex, Stephanie and Samantha. Literally, where did all of you guys come from? Thank you so much. Thank you, though. Seriously, you guys are incredible. I appreciate your support so much. And I'm happy that you're here with me and that I get to create a community and a space for us and share my artwork with you guys. It really gives me so much. And so I hope you're getting as much out of it as I do. I really love it. I really love you. And I can't say enough about it. If you haven't already checked out my Patreon page and you're curious, you can go to patreon.com slash the crybaby club. We really do have a lot of fun over there. And I won't get into all the details right now because we need to start the show. So let's go. Okay, so first of all, before anything else, I want to tell you my stats, I guess, for lack of a better term, my mom stats. So I became a mom November 2009 and then again November 2010. No, I'm not joking. And so I had one, no, I had two children in one year and I was... 21 slash 22 and they are both boys they like video games and playing outside and swimming and reading and painting and hugs well especially my older one my younger one likes hugs too but my older one will seek me out for a hug randomly neither of them were planned I actually, then this is going to sound bad and you're going to be like, why did she put this in here? But like, I never planned on having children. I thought about having children and I did like make several sweeping declarations that I was going to have children. But ultimately when it came down to it, I did not see myself as a mom. My grandma used to tell me that as well. We just didn't see that for me. We saw, to quote my grandmother, we saw me in Paris or in New York or here and there and doing God knows what. She knows that I've always been insane and will do whatever I want when I want to do it and being a mom that's not really how that's not how that works like it's no longer about you and innately every person on the planet is selfish in nature because that's you know just basic human whatever so I just didn't see it I just did not think that I would be a good mom either that was a thing like I did not see myself as a good mom I was not raised well um I had love yes but 
but as far as skills to look back on in raising my own children and also a support system to reach out to when I needed guidance, I did not have that. And so I didn't feel like I was set up to be the best mom that I could be for little people that had no choice in the matter. Like they did not choose me. So when I did find out that I was pregnant, I fell down. (laughs) I did like luckily I was I'm short and I was close to the ground anyway so nobody was hurt but I fell down and I was scared immediately that was the first feeling because it just I didn't plan it like I think that a few years ago I was babysitting one of my friend's kids and I took her to the zoo and I gave her an icy and she got it all over the place and I just changed her shirt and carried her jacket and carried her this and walked her here like it was wonderful had a special day with that little dude and I texted my husband and I said you know what I think I'm finally ready to have have a kid. (laughs) He was like, our kids are nine. I was like, I know it's, I know, but like it came way too late. But like, honestly, I just wasn't prepared and I was terrified. Um, I had just turned 21 and we had just gotten married and he was on his way and we didn't have any money. The recession was in full swing and my husband was still in college and I was not doing anything. So it was like not a good setup. You know what I mean? Like, It was nothing but stressful. I was very scared. But the moment that I saw him on the screen and I heard his heartbeat, I decided, okay, I'm doing this. As you know, I'm pro-choice, so I had a lot of decisions to make. But as soon as I saw him, I my choice was made. I was like... He's coming and he's mine and we're doing this and God help me. But it was special. It was so special to become a mother and it didn't really like happen all at once. It was a gradual thing where I just started to notice that I was making decisions that weren't, you know, with me in mind. They were about him and he was at the center of everything that I was doing. Like the reason that I picked the apartment that we lived in or the reason that I didn't have a big wedding. Like we saved our money for him and his stuff that he needed because we knew it was going to be rough, you know. And so I opted out of that. I've still not, I don't have a wedding dress. I I remember that I did get to go try them on a few times. And my grandma went with me. And then not too long after, I started feeling really sick and dizzy and sleepy. And yep, he was coming. So I opted out of a ceremony or any sort of thing like that. And I put all of the money that we would have spent on the wedding towards baby beds and pacifiers and stuff. So that was the first thing looking back that I saw that I did for myself. And now I am currently shopping for a wedding dress just to have so that I can say that I do actually have one. But anyway, I started making little decisions here and there like that and worrying about what I was eating and taking my vitamins every day and going to the doctor, which I hate going to the doctor and, you know, taking really good care of myself, which I hadn't done. And I was doing it because of my body was no longer just mine. It didn't just belong to me anymore there was a little thing in there growing and kicking and biting me trying to keep me awake in the middle of the night like there was a whole other human in there and I chose to have him and parent him and be his mother so the decision stopped being just about me and then after he was born he was an emergency c-section he was in distress 
and I talk about terrifying. I'll probably tell my birth story in future episodes since we're going down this motherhood road, but it was scary and terrifying, but it was worth it when we heard him cry and he was healthy and nothing was wrong with either of us. And we both survived. We did, we did great. And then two, <laughs> two months after I got home from the hospital with my newborn, I started to feel sick, dizzy and sleepy again. And I was like, surely not. Like, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And so to put my mind at ease, I went and got a test so that I could just see that little negative pop up and go about my life. But that is not what happened. My second child was in route. He was on his way and I was not even fully recuperated from the first one. So I was like, oh dear God. Now again, I had a choice because I'm pro-choice and I was like, I don't know if I can do this, you know? And I don't really remember the moment where I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can. But it happened. And I was like, let's do it. Two, two for two, here we go. So, and since I had just had the C-section, I was not able to have a typical standard vaginal birth, also known as a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after cesarean. So, which would have been ideal. That's what I wanted because I had a whole birth plan in place for the first baby and all of that got thrown out the window and like I didn't get to hold him and nurse him right away you know all of that stuff like I had a whole plan and I didn't get to do any of that and so yet again I did not get to do any of that and he came uh, well first of all he made me sick as hell like I was sick all the time and I had a baby under one years old that I was a stay-at-home mom for. So I was home alone most of the time with this baby who was learning how to crawl and sit and stand and eventually walk. And I was hella pregnant hella sick and it was just not a time that I look back on and feel that warm fuzzy maternal I miss being pregnant thing I I did enjoy being pregnant for parts of it but it's not all the glowy happy joyful long gown in the middle of a wheat field uh thing like it's it was rough and I'm not above saying that My second child was born via C-section as well. And he did, it was a scheduled C-section too, since we knew I couldn't labor on my own because I would have been putting both of us at risk. So it was a scheduled C-section. Everything went really quickly. And he came out and screamed for the entire first year of his life. That was, that was my entire experience with my baby. And he had no interest in being held or swaddled or um, nursed. He didn't have any interest in that. He literally just screamed. And my postpartum depression, I didn't mention this before, but I had postpartum depression with my first child and it came back times 10 with the second pregnancy and delivery. And I struggled. Um, That's a future episode as well. The postpartum depression is not a joke. It is not an overreaction. It is not just baby blues. It is sometimes, but not all the time. And it's very serious. And so I definitely plan to talk about that in the future. But um, yeah, just for now, I'll say I had it and I had it badly. And I cried all the time. And I was sad when my husband left to go to work. And I was sad when like I couldn't remember where I put my shoes and I cried when he came home from work because I missed him so much like it was a mess like I was a mess and there were two babies two babies two diapers two baby beds two everything and I've never had twins so I can't specifically say that having one that's one year older is harder than having 
two that are the same age, but I'd put them neck and neck for sure. There was a lot going on and I did not do well with it. And my, like I said, we were in the recession still and my husband worked all the time. I never saw him and that really was a challenge. It took a toll on our marriage. It really did. And it's sad because, you know, and I know that he was right now looking back because I was crying all the time and I started to feel this overwhelming sense of this is what my life is going to be like for the rest of my life. Like I'm never going to be the girl that I was before. I'm never going to get to do anything ever again. Like it was a very doom feeling. And of course, again, I was not well. I had postpartum depression. And so naturally I wasn't being the most rational. But when you are, and you'll know that I'm telling the truth if you've ever been in this kind of a thing before. Like if you have kids of your own, You know that in those early years, especially if you are not at like a state in your life where you can pay to have help or you don't have a good family that helps you or you're not one of the working moms that goes back to work, which is a a whole other, I don't even know how people do that. Like so much respect for that. But anyway, if you're a mom, you know that those early years that are mainly existing for this little worm looking... thing that you built it feels very claustrophobic and it feels like that's how it's always going to be you're always only going to be the one who gets thrown up on or the one who gets two hours of sleep maybe or getting someone a juice cup or pumping if you're breastfed like I did like you're just you're just a you're just a cow now you're just a cow with feelings and babies and that's all you're ever going to be and it does feel like that and I can remember it so vividly it's almost as if it never leaves but it does things do get better now I'm not gonna like be like things get better you know I'm not gonna do that because that's cliche and annoying and nobody wants that but like at some point the clouds part and who you were and who you are sort of come together in a beautiful camaraderie and become the person you are meant to be if that makes sense because I grieved for my 20s. I knew the choice that I had made and I knew what that meant. So I didn't feel sorry for myself in any way. Like, I can't believe I'm here. Like, no, I'm, I I know what I did. I know why I made the choices that I made. However, I did grieve for the girl that I left behind. The girl who wanted to be a psychiatrist and or a psychologist. It didn't really matter at that point because I hadn't started. <laughs> so I didn't know where I wanted to end up. But I wanted to work in mental health and I wanted to make art and I wanted to travel and I wanted to you know do my own thing and be my own person because I'm very outspoken and free-spirited and I'm like I was a powerful person I wasn't well um by the way so I feel like especially now when I look back that's why I I made a print not long ago that said it's okay to grieve for the time and the moments and the experiences that you lost to your mental illness and so I've had that coupled with the things that I lost in my early 20s because I became a mother so soon like there was a lot of grief that I was feeling and it was furthered by the fact that my friends vanished like again I'm in my early 20s I just turned 21 this was the time where I was supposed to be going out and ordering my first beer at a bar or something just because I could you know and all my friends were similar age and so instead of staying in my house with me listening to my youngest scream and making sure my oldest didn't eat I don't know his shoe they opted to spend their nights out having fun and man it hurt at the time I totally 
get it now because you can't control other people and all of that. But I can't say that that wasn't a painful time. Like my friends started dropping like flies and I didn't have that many to begin with, but they were very fickle. They were not there all the time. My friend came over to spend the day with me. She like brought a bunch of stuff. Like I think she cross stitched or crocheted or something. And she brought that and she brought lunch and we were going to spend the whole day together, which was like I needed stuff like that so much because it was just an adventure experience catastrophe for me to attempt to go to like the grocery store and this was before we had uber eats and postmates and stuff so i didn't go anywhere and i was stuck in the house very often also because we only had one car and so for my friend to be like i'm coming to spend the entire day with you i was so excited not only because i loved her and i wanted her near me but because she was an extra set of hands and i could really use it So it was just good on all sides. But then like, I'm pretty sure she said she forgot something in her house after she'd been there for a couple hours and she left and she didn't come back. Like she didn't even come back to get her things until like a couple days later. She went home and had a glass of wine and took a nap. And, you know, I was like, okay, must be nice. Like that's where must be nice first came into play with me. Like must be nice to get to do that. I was just here concerned that you were dead on the road somewhere and... And that you left your crochet stuff here. Like, you know, must be nice. And it, it as a um, parent to older children now, it is nice. It is nice to be able to do small things during the day that are just for you. It is nice. But during the time that my kids were little, I was so incredibly lonely and sad. And I loved being their mom. I still do. I loved being there and going out and laying on the blankets with them in our courtyard. We had an apartment then and we had a courtyard and I would spread the blanket out. I would hold my youngest up and he would giggle and take pictures of them and their first little milestones, like their first steps and videos of them telling me where their nose is and where their hair is and like I I got to experience all of that because I was able to stay at home with them and that can't be overstated like I did love it but it's okay to love and appreciate something while also wanting more for your life and yourself because we're complex people and we aren't just like like well me especially like I wasn't just okay with that being all I was and for a long time it did feel like Like that was all I was ever going to be. So just wanted to pop in and do a little ad space. I know, but if you hear something that you like and maybe try something new and support another company, you in turn support this podcast and me. And I'm thankful. So here they are. First up, we have Flowdesk. This is the email campaign service that I use and I love it. They help you create clean, beautiful campaigns to send out to all your lovely supporters. And you can have 30 days to try it out for free before you fall in love with it. And then when that happens, you can use my code at checkout, crybaby, C-R-Y-B-A-B-Y, and you get 50% off your entire subscription. So it's a great deal. It's a great service. Go check them out. Next up, we have our saucy sponsor, adamandeve.com. Free stuff is the best, but free stuff for your bedroom? Yes, please. If you go to adamandeve.com right now and choose almost any item in their shop, you can use my code CRYBABY at checkout and get 50% off. But wait, there's more. On top of the 50% off, Adam and Eve will send you 10 free gifts. That's one gift for you, one gift for your partner, and one gift for you guys to share together. Scandalous. 
All of this plus free shipping, it's a great deal and I highly recommend. Go to adamandeve.com and use my code CRYBABY, C-R-Y-B-A-B-Y at checkout and get you some stuff. Last but not least, we have our newest sponsor, Odin Originals. Odin Originals are cannabis drops. They are a small batch formula based in organic coconut oil and designed to serve you as a safe, natural relaxant. Like I said, they're organic, they're vegan, non-GMO, and they're legal across the U.S. If you like cannabis drops and you haven't tried Odin yet, please visit their website at odynoriginals.com. And if you use my code, you guessed it, crybaby, at checkout, you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. All right, guys, that's the end of my spiel. On with the show. When my kids got a little bit older, I started to be able to be more confident leaving the house with them, which you would think wouldn't be a big deal. But like, I am a small person, like I'm five foot three on a good day. And then, you know, I just had a baby and I had another baby. And so like to go to the store was an entire day of work and exhaustion because I had a diaper bag that was filled with anything that they could possibly need while we were out. And then I had the infant carrier seat, which is like 90 pounds. I don't get it. But like I had that on one one arm and on the other shoulder, I had the diaper bag. And then I had my keys in one hand and my purse and my toddler or, you know, infant who had just learned how to walk. So I had to hold his hand. And then when we got to the car, I had to set down the infant carrier. And this took me a while to learn because, you know, I was a new mom. But you have to put the, the oldest kid in first. You would think that you have to put the youngest kid in first, but no, 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 because the oldest kid can then run into traffic. So you have to put the, and I'm not going to tell you how I found that out. Um, But yeah, you have to put the oldest in first. You got to strap him in first because you can set the infant carrier down and get the baby in. And then when you look back, the infant carrier is still there and nothing has happened. So just a little tip, (laughs) but yeah, you put the oldest kid in first and then you put the diaper bag in and then you put the purse in the front seat and you hold the keys and then you pick the infant carrier up and you walk around to the other side of the car and you buckle that baby in and then you get in the car and you buckle your seatbelt and then remember what the hell you were doing in the first place. Like, was I going to the store or was I going to get coffee? I don't remember. How did I get here? You know, it's a lot. So I just didn't do anything and that was fine for a while. And then to further illustrate how difficult it is just to have anything, like any moment for yourself when you are a mother to young children, I uh, flash forward a few years. I think they were two and three or three and four. And I had a coffee machine at my house and I had been doing really well at making coffee for myself because Starbucks is very expensive, but I used to work at Starbucks. So naturally I like Starbucks because I just got used to how their coffee tastes and the flavors and all that stuff. So one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go get me a coffee. I want a coffee. I might even want whipped cream on it. Live big, you know? So I was like, yeah, and we'll just run there. I'll grab it. We'll come back and we'll spend all day in the backyard in the hammock or painting or whatever it was that we were gonna do that day. So we run out to the car. I don't I don't even think that I got dressed like fully. I think I just put on like leggings or whatever. And we went out to the car and I was getting my youngest in. And then my oldest was like, I do it myself. Self. I was like, no, wait for me. I'm going to help you. And he did not because that's who he is. 
still to this day. And he ended up slipping and falling. Like he tried to climb in to his seat by himself. He slipped and fell and busted his head on our driveway. And so then I had to take him to the hospital because if you've ever been near a head wound, even if it's just like a little tiny cut, it bleeds like like he's a World War II vet. Like it, it's a lot. And so I go to the ER with both of my children and I, I think I was there for either six hours or eight hours and I never got my coffee so if that isn't a very clear picture of how everything can just go to shit in like two seconds I don't really know what is but that's that's being a mom to kids that are young and toddler and wanting their independence and wanting to do these things and all that stuff. You never know. There's no, like I explained it to one of my friends before as, you know how when you go to a scary movie and even if you like scary movies, the uh, build up to a scary moment has you like tensed and you're like waiting for it. That is how it feels to be a parent to a young child. And that's not momentary. Like I felt tense like that waiting for the killer to bust through the bushes and kill me with a machete for three or four years every day all day long and I don't think that that's something that's talked about a lot because you're supposed to be especially now like Instagram wasn't what it is now back then I had an Instagram but it wasn't like there was a bunch of like Nashville filters slapped on every one of my square photos so it wasn't that big of a deal but like I and I personally follow a lot of mom accounts and I I, aside from them just having either angelic children or a shitload of money or both, I do not see how they exist at all. Like I know that motherhood is different for everybody and everybody might be better at like damage control, creative thinking and all that stuff. But like I didn't have that experience. Like I probably could have made it look like I was having that experience, but it didn't serve me to pretend that my life was aesthetic. Like it wasn't. I was usually covered in some sort of liquid that I have no idea what it was. My kids argued and bickered back and forth. We struggled with potty training for years nap time was always an argument always like I see these pictures of these cute kids that just sprawl out in the middle of their mom's bed so they like put a really cute stuffy next to them and take a picture and I'm not saying that that probably never happened to me but like in that moment I didn't think to take a picture of it I was like oh god I'm gonna go lay down I get to take a nap like that was that was where I was and so I do not I, I don't I'm not saying that I think that these are like unrealistic lives that these people lead but as far as that being painted as what motherhood is like I do feel like it's not a realistic or easily obtainable way of being a mother and so it can be very damaging especially if you were like me and you were struggling with money and family and friends and sanity and then you get on the internet and see all of these people doing so much better at it than you and you're like okay that's enough for today like it just and again I'm not saying I didn't have beautiful moments Instagrammable moments even I guess what I'm just trying to say is that if you are young or a mom to young children right now please don't beat yourself up because your life might look different or feel different than someone's like grid makes their life look like don't let that bring you down it's hard it's hard and you know what I'd venture to say that even their lives are hard they just are really good at editing photos and props because that takes a lot of time and energy as well but you know what again 
Remember I said that there's like not a lot that you get to do that's just for you anymore. Maybe that's what they use their Instagrams for. They get to like take snapshots of their children and keep those memories there and work really hard on getting the pictures to all look the same with their editing and styling and and things like that. And, you know, they get to thrive there just by themselves. Like I'm a mom. This is what I do. Like you never know why someone's doing something. And I try very, very hard not to shame other moms for doing what they're doing. I know I just said like, you know, their Instagram is unattainable or whatever. And like, that's not me shaming them. Like, I'm glad that they exist. I enjoy seeing their content. Their children are adorable. Their fashion sense is on point and I love it. However, I, I just was speaking on that when I was not doing so well, it probably would have hit me differently, if that makes sense. So I'm not shaming them. And any way that you can successfully raise happy, kind, well-adjusted children, just do it. Like, <laughs> it doesn't really matter if I like it or not or if it makes sense to anybody else. Like, that's my only goal for my children that's that's the thing too that's the last thing that I want to talk about on this episode as like a broad covering of motherhood so I have two children very close in age very different people they are different completely like um, one of them is blonde one of them is redhead one of them is tall and thin one of them is a little stockier one of them is outgoing and wants to talk to everybody all the time and has no problem making friends wherever we go the other one would be just fine if we never got out of this potpourri and that's what I'm calling the current state of the world by the way potpourri pass it on but you know they like different food they like different television shows they like different things to do with me they express their love to me in different ways like I said one of them will hug me probably 20 times a day the other one will hug me and be very warm when we do hug but he's more of a spend time with me and share things and talk to me kind of person where the other one is definitely a cuddler like they're vastly different I'm not even like if they didn't come out of my body I would not understand like I would not believe that they were brothers they don't present as brothers at all one of them has really long hair too and one of them has really short hair their eyes are one's green one's blue like I can't I can't I could go on on an entire episode about their differences but anyway what was I talking about So I'm raising these tiny humans and that's the thing that I needed to keep in mind is that they are actual whole entire people. Like they're not babies forever. They're not just here to serve me in my journey to further my bloodline. I actually like remember I said I didn't want to have children. If I did want to have children I planned to adopt Um, and I'm still very pro-adoption. I think that that's a wonderful way of being a parent. I think that that's a beautiful thing for anybody to do it's powerful I can't I can't do it because we can't afford to have another kid just like I'm not out here getting pregnant again like we just are not in that place we do hope in the future that we can foster I think that we would be great for it I think that that would be really special but we are just not at that place right now and what I want to leave you with is that just like you are your own person so are your children and it's not always going to be easy and it's not always going to be Instagrammable and sometimes your children are going to break your heart. That is something that I don't think is talked about. Like I said, like I think I'm touching on a lot of things that I did not hear when I was getting adjusted to motherhood. Like everybody was like very sunshiny about it, which is good. And there are definitely sunshiny bright spots. But these are like the hot takes, I guess. I don't think I'm doing anything exuberantly different or monumental. But like I have had my heart broken by my children multiple times. And then the thing is, 
is like if you think of your children as people, you start to realize that if people, like just a random person in my life, did or said or treated me in the ways that my children have treated me in the past, I would never speak to them again. Like that's just true. And then you think about it as being a mom, you don't get that choice. Like some moms do if you're toxic and horrible, but like, you know, if my kid, and he has done this, sees that I'm napping on the couch and throws a truck at my face. Now, of course he's just a kid and he didn't mean to do that. He wasn't trying to be mean. But if my husband threw a toy truck at my face while I was asleep, it's like, I'm sorry, why did you just do that? Where did that idea come from why are you like this <laughs> so just know that your children are going to break your heart there are going to be very dark times in motherhood it's not always shiny and sweet wrapped in a bow it is hard and I think that that's one of the things that I want to take into this series of the podcast with me it's like I don't want moms to feel bad about whatever it is that they're dealing with. Like, obviously, I've gone through a lot in my motherhood and I've had the crushing realization that I might be a bad mom or I might not have handled the situation correctly and not been my best. You know what I mean? Motherhood is just really hard, guys. I don't know what else to say. It's hard. It's beautiful. It's tragic. It's chaotic. It's messy. It's disgusting. It's lovely. It's so cute. So sweet. Give me a newborn any day. Ugh, I love them so much. But ultimately, just like everything, it's not linear. It's not consistent. There are rhythms that you get into and practices that you start to implement in your daily life and they stick. But motherhood is very unpredictable, very much all hands on deck, edge of your seat, waiting for the next shoe to drop, looking for the other shoe, God knows where it is, kind of energy. And it's a lot. And when I was younger, dealing with this, missing the person that I used to be, grieving for the life that I thought I was going to be living in my 20s and struggling to find balance between being my own person and being a good mom and being a good partner and being a good friend and being a good anything else. Like all the things that, like we wear many hats and I was struggling to make all of them work together. And in those early years, I could have really used somebody talking to me consistently about motherhood and the things that I was dealing with and what they were dealing with and just sharing stories and so I hope that this series can do that for a lot of people. I want to talk about my birth stories and I want to talk about how I can be pro-choice even though I'm a mom and I want to talk about grieving the girl you left behind when your motherhood started or some some people don't grieve it some people are born mothers they that's all they've wanted to be I can think of two people in my life that I know that is the best role that they could have ever had in their lives they love children they love being moms and I know that that is wonderful for them and I am so happy that they get to live their lives doing what they've always dreamed of doing and that's being a mom but it is okay and I, I just want to ultimately I just want to blanket this whole series with a you know what whatever you're going through right now it's okay it's okay because like I said motherhood is a lot 
It's chaotic. There's a lot of different things that are going on at any given time. You lose a lot when you become a mother. You gain even more. Life shifts and not everyone adjusts to it the same way or well. And it doesn't always feel the way you're taught that it's supposed to feel. But that's okay. Like, I don't think that I'm a perfect mom. And I think that if my children were here right now, they would echo that. I mean, they would probably, no, you're a great mom because they're sweet. But like, you know, they probably have some stuff they would like to have a conversation with me about. And that's just how things go. No one's perfect at everything. But I do think just like I try to do in every other aspect of my life, I try to do my best. And it's not always a home run, but it is always something that I strive to do better at every single day. And I'm really happy that I get to be a mom, that that's one of the hats that I wear. On my personal website, on the about page, I list, you know, I'm a designer and I'm a freelance artist and self-taught and I live here and I'm married and I like this and I'm a Capricorn. And the last sentence, on my about me says before I'm anything else I'm their mother and I think that's true and it shows the growth that one sentence shows the growth of me transitioning from oh my gosh I'm never gonna live for anybody else this is all my life is ever gonna be I'm never gonna be that girl again to before anything else this is what I am I'm their mom that's my main job it's the most important one it is the one I make all sacrifices for and the most important one I think I said that already but it's like the most important one I'm raising these children to be humans hopefully good ones that are lights in their worlds good friends to have good people you know successful and happy whatever success may look like for them you can tell that there was a reconnection of the life that I am living now the life that I left behind and the life that my children gave me and you can have all of those coexist together in harmony and I don't think anyone ever told me that before at least not in any tangible way that I could hold on to that would um, motivate me and inspire me to keep moving forward and not let every day scare me or make me sad. I made a lot of mistakes as a human being just because I was struggling with making all of it fit together. But yeah, I really could have used this. And so I think I'm going to start being the person I needed when I was younger, even though it was just like 10 years ago for other people. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on this if you're a mom or if you were a mom and your kids are grown up and you're like out of it. Am I am I on to something? Am I getting it? What advice do you have for young moms or moms that are just having a hard time with everything or moms that want more working moms and, and things like that like I would love to have your feedback as always I say this at, in every episode I do really appreciate your perspectives and your insight and your questions and all of that stuff I really do and I think that this is a really important series that I'm going to be doing here and I would really appreciate feedback so if you have questions or if you are a mom and you're struggling or if you're a mom and you're out of that period or, or whatever like please don't hesitate to email me and chat with me about it the club at gmail.com is my email and I am usually pretty good about responding within like 24 hours that's not always been the case but recently I've been on a I've been doing good so yeah um, I'm gonna wrap up and 
just say again, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this space with me and letting me be a part of your day. It means so much to me. I can't even explain. Like it means a lot to me now. It means a lot to me as the new mom who never thought she would do anything ever again. And it means a lot to me just as the child and the teenager that I was that didn't know where my life was going, but really wanted to do something really cool. You listening to this podcast and being a supporter of mine is helping me be that something cool that I always wanted to be. So I'm I'm serious. I can't thank you enough. It means so much to me that we get to do this together and I get to share this with you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And I hope you have a great week and I will catch you next time. Mwah. Later. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing to it and leaving us a rating and review. It really helps me out and, you know, encourages me to keep going. We all can use that from time to time, right? For more on me and my art and the Crybaby Club in general, please visit our website at thecrybabyclub.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. Our handle is thecrybabyclub underscore. Don't forget the underscore, people. Very important. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time.